Cool. Are we recording? Yep. Oh, well, nice. Well, let's get it started. All right. Are we, uh, we don't have to start with the. No claps? No, we can. We don't want to start with that. That's a terrible way to start the morning. Ah, yeah. Which one of these pre-made sounds will we start off with today? And it sounds like that was the one. That was it. <laughs> well, Luke, it's just you and I today. Yes, sir. Nice and I'm excited and about it. Intimate and close. Ooh. Ooh I like it. Oh, <laughs> twinsies. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm happy to be here this morning. Me too. Me a too. Good, a good one-on-one. Yeah. It seems as though you and I, at the beginning of our relationship, how many years ago? Mm, eight eight years ago we had a lot of one-on-one time yeah before i even knew what i was doing as a pastor and all that i was just pretty much speaking wisdom yeah (laughs) i guess it was me and you and just talking about the bible talking about life but i feel like that time that season i'm that's like a that was probably one of my favorite seasons as a i would say a pastor because it was just like i just had such a season of time where i didn't know all the things that a pastor should worry about. Mm-hmm. So the only <laughs> thing I did, <laughs> you had no worries. I had no worries. <laughs> I, did, I had no worries. And, um, and in that, I just truly, I think me and you just connected mm-hmm. and would go over the word, would watch series on Netflix, oh, talk yeah. about those, getting in deep conversations about them and Heck just yeah. do life. And I'd be skipping class, getting yeah. F's just because I was hanging out, hanging out, and watching connecting. some TV in some, What's was that me truly being a good leader for you having you skip class? I don't well, it's not like you like made me skip class. It's like, I hey, I don't want to go to this class. I should have held you, you doing. I should have <laughs> held you accountable though, like Luke, get the class. Well, it was also like, I don't know, geography. So it's like I'm never gonna do anything with that, so why be there? Mm. And then I missed an exam and then I failed. And well I didn't fail, but it was like at the point where I was drowning so much that I just <laughs> took the W. <laughs> the withdraw oh the w which in turn was kind of like a win yeah freed up my schedule a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well anyways <laughs> well yeah so what are we talking about today secret place we're talking about the secret place your message yesterday there's yeah it was it was a good message i think it, that there's a lot of value in what you were talking about and i think it would be really good to just be able to get into a, a deeper conversation of how we get to the secret place, what we do when we're there and like, what should we be expectant of, Mm -hmm. which I think are all areas that you kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be able to have more of a deeper dialogue, I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Um, And you, you had a slide uh, yesterday, a definition. Was it theocracy? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was, there's a, a question that I had for you on that slide uh, mm-hmm. Would you be able to read that? Yeah, I can do that. So theocracy is a system of government in which priests rule in the name of God or a God. So or God rules. So a theocracy is when there is a, a government or a system of people who a priest either rules that place instead of for God mm-hmm. or God does. And so I would say an example of that was the people of Israel were underneath 
a theocracy as they were going through the desert, whether you wanted to say Moses was the leader, the person who was the representative of God Mm -hmm. or of that, they were completely governed by the will of God and where he told them to go and what he told them to do and all that. So I would say that was in the simplest form from what I would interpret a theocracy is. Yeah. So I guess yesterday when you were preaching, I kind of had the thought of like, we are to be the Royal priesthood. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we, are the people who have dominion over this earth in God's name, right? We bring mm-hmm. heaven to earth through Holy Spirit, right? So mm-hmm. we are that priesthood. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Are you following what I'm saying? Keep going. Um, and so I guess like you were saying that we aren't in a theocracy. Is that what you were saying? No, I said we are in a theocracy. Oh, see, I misunderstood that. I thought you were saying that we weren't in a theocracy because... It is God's rule. No, I was saying we are in a theocracy. Because we are the priesthood? We are a theocracy because we're governed by God. As when we come into when we come into a Christian lifestyle. Um, see, theocracy is interesting because within our theocracy, the Bible tells us that we should obey the laws of the land. And that brings us into another type of government. Mm-hmm. For here, some people say a republic or a democracy or whatever. So we have to obey um, how our laws and what and how we're governed by our laws, but we also have to understand and be aware that as children of God and as a royal priesthood, as the Bible says that we are, we are governed by God as well. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of like this duality where we live underneath the standard of God, but we do that in the midst of the world and whatever that, wherever you're specific areas where you live, the Bible also tells us to live peaceably and to obey the laws of the land. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, we get examples like I believe it was, um, I think it was Peter and John where they told them to not proclaim the name of Jesus. And they're like, well, we're going to proclaim the name of Jesus. You might as well take us out now. And so outside of those type of instances, you know, if, if the law says for us, you know, it, it, I think there's parallels, but I'm just trying to think about something very practical. If we can, if you can smoke weed in Michigan, right. But Mm -hmm. you can't smoke weed in Ohio. Mm -hmm. We have to obey that the laws as a Christian, whether you believe that you can smoke weed or not. It's like when it comes to Ohio, like don't do it because the laws of the land say don't do it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to Michigan and it's legal, depending on your views of that, then you have the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a, I don't know if that's a pretty. You finna get blown up as a I, pastor. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just tried to think about something that was like very simple and practical, but very, I guess, controversial too. Yeah. But I just mean like we have to obey the laws of the right. land I, because I didn't want to say don't murder because that's also something that God tells us not to do. Yeah, gotcha. I didn't want to use like a <laughs> Ten Commandment or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but there's also things that the Bible tells us not to do that's completely legal. Like, you know what I mean? For us underneath the theocracy, like cheating on your wife, you don't go, you don't get put in jail in, mm-hmm. in America for, you know, cheating on your wife. Right. But obviously if we're being governed by God, he says that we should be faithful. Mm-hmm. Jesus said we should be faithful. A man should have one wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so because of that, because of what we live in, we, we live underneath that standard, although the laws of the land may not. Um, dictate that. Yeah. So yeah, we live in a theocracy as well as living in the government that we have as well. There, I believe that's intertwined. But my whole purpose of opening up with that was for us to understand that we live 
we have to look at the kingdom culture first and foremost. First seek ye the kingdom of heaven and all mm. of its righteousness, and then everything else will be added to you. And um, I think sometimes that's not what we that's not what we do. We yeah. don't seek after, like if you think about what a kingdom a kingdom is. Well, in my eyes, I think about all the old movies where it's a group of people that's pointed to the palace, that's pointed towards the castle, mm-hmm. and then in that castle is a king, and then everybody is following the rule and the rules and the the precepts are the laws of what the king says. Yeah, and then those decrees go out to the people and then those people have to abide by those things. Um, and so what I was saying is um, I think sometimes we're offended by that type of methodology. Like who mm. can tell why, why does this person think that they, that they can tell me what to do? Right. We have this almost like this natural affinity for us not to want rulership. And, and when you think about it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, like, it's just like, I want to live my life the way I want to do it. You know what I mean? Obviously here in America, we get to vote for who we want to be our president. We get to vote for who we want to be in the Senate. And you know, there's all these debates. We get to vote who we want to be in our mayor and, uh, and all of that stuff. But in a theocracy, you don't get to vote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't get to vote. It's what God says. It's not what your vote says. And that can be really that. I think, I think that's why the gospel a lot of times is really offensive to people because it's like, I feel as though, you know, the Bible is trying to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes people approach it that way other than looking at, oh, this is a really beautiful book that's helping me live to the greatest potential of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So so what is our role within a theocracy, within the theocracy that we're in as Mm -hmm. far as kingdom culture? Yeah. What is our role? Uh, We're so... First and foremost, I think we're citizens um, to understand that you are a citizen. Mm-hmm. And when you are a citizen of a place, last week I talked, or yesterday I talked about how um, when kingdoms would overcome a certain country or when they would overcome a certain place that wasn't originally a part of their kingdom, um, that would be called, they would colonize people or colonization. And that's just a natural way of the world. That's how many places were established, like, America was colonized. Mo- most people pretty much, if if you were a people or a race, it was through colonization, right? Mm-hmm. It was through the, the ethics and the morals and the standards of a central person, deity, or whatever structure that is. So for us as, as citizens, we first and foremost have to understand that the moment that we come into accepting Christ, we are now entering into a kingdom. We are now entering into a space where we are subjects to a king. Mm-hmm. And having the awareness of that is saying that I am willingly submitting myself underneath this God, this this all-powerful uh, being that I truly don't, it, that still is a mystery till this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm believing in faith that he's good. I'm believing in faith that he has purpose for me. I'm believing in faith that he has a will for my life. Yeah. And so as a citizen in that, that means I have to have an extreme amount of faith and trust in what God says and what his kingdom is portraying. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Paul oftentimes in his letters, along with James and many of the writers of the epistles in the New Testament, they will open up their letters 
uh, that they wrote with Paul, a servant, James, a servant, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Peter, <clears throat> a servant. And it just, that right there gives you a picture as a citizen in the kingdom of God, you first and foremost, one of the biggest things you can do is be a servant. Mm-hmm. It's just simply be a servant. And the servant is, is, is subject to what the master says. Yeah. And you see that language with Jesus all the time. And even Jesus says that I have not come to be served, but to serve. Right. And, and, and John the Baptist said at the very beginning before Jesus, before Jesus came onto the scene, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. And then, and what he was saying was that Jesus was the full representation of what it looks like to be a citizen in the kingdom. Yeah. And and so, yeah. And so if Jesus says that I have not come to be served, but to serve, to be a citizen in the kingdom, first and foremost, is to understand that you are a servant first. And I think the humility in that allows you to navigate life to have less offense when God is calling you to something yeah. or calling you from something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not like we're serving a uh, an abusive master, but we serve a master who, um, wh- what is it, uh, he dresses the lilies. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, what more is he going to give us type mm-hmm. of a master? So, like, yeah. we know that he's going to give us good things. Yeah. And so in that, we want to be able to serve our master well. Mm-hmm. And in us wanting to serve our master well, we need to spend time with him. Um, we need to know what his marching orders are, what the vision he has so that we yeah. can do what our part is. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where you led yesterday into the secret place. Yeah. So yep. what is the secret place? Yeah. And so in before I introduced the secret place yesterday, I was talking about the kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we were just talking about. And I said, like in our if you look on our website, when we talk about our our culture, what are some things that we want to reflect in our culture, which I truly want to believe that our culture, I wanted to reflect kingdom culture. Yeah. So in that, I said the first thing is that Jesus is the highest standard and ultimate example for how uh, we should live our life, you know. And so in that, it begs the question, okay, if Jesus is the ultimate standard in how we should live our life, if Jesus set aside his deity to put on flesh and to be tempted in every fashion that we were, what did Jesus do in order to overcome every temptation, to be perfect, to be holy, set apart, righteous, listening to his father? How did he have that type of, of, of lifestyle to live a life that was blameless. Mm -hmm. And so I think before you just be, before you're overwhelmed by saying, man, I'm uh, Jesus is the standard in which we live by. Like, absolutely. Yes. He's the standard. We should look to him every day. We should read in our word. What was his characteristics? How did he live his life? How did he serve? How did he love when he got angry? What did he do? You know what I mean? When he was sad, how did he react? You know? And I think, like you see the human, like I did a sermon one time called the D like the air and the dehumanization of Jesus, because it takes mm. away, it takes away the power of who Jesus is. Yeah, he yeah. came down just like us and was tempted in every fashion, right? but overcame it. Yeah. But in, I be- in, our, in, in flesh, in as flesh. in, as in he stepped away yeah. from all power. Yes. Like could call all the angels down and just tear some folks up. Like yeah. could, could, split the seas could literally move the mountains could do all of the things. And we obviously saw him do 
amazing things. Water mm-hmm. to wine, healing blind men, lame men walking, healing the woman with the issue of blood, raising dead girls, raising Lazarus. I mean, fulfilling every single prophecy that they said that the Messiah would happen. He did a lot of those. He did a lot of those miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still in that in every example that he gave, he did it as an example of things that we are empowered to do today. Yeah. And that's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, the standard. But that yeah, and like that's the standard. And then Jesus before before he left the earth, he said, The things that I've done, even you can do. Yeah. He's just like, Come on, Jesus. Yeah, it's like those uh those memes where it's like uh the guy she tells you not to worry about and it's like this like stud of a dude, and it's like yeah. you and it's like yeah. this big fat person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I gotta that, yeah, what? <laughs> that's what I have to live up to. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jesus. Let's relax. <laughs> Like, that's one thing you said that that was one thing too many. Like, I can't, you, it's just, I can't, there's, there's none like you. There's nobody like you. What do you mean there's greater things that we will do? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, what gave him the ability to do what he did? Mm -hmm. And I think time and time again, the Bible looked at, at time and time again, I think the Bible refers to Jesus getting alone, Jesus going to this place to connect with the father. Mm -hmm. And and the Bible uh, talks about the secret place. And I truly think that the secret place is the place that gave Jesus the the empowerment to overcome the temptations of life mm-hmm. and the hurts of life. Um, the Bible describes the Messiah before Jesus even came onto the scene that he was going to be a man of sorrow. You got to think about this. Like, Jesus knew the father's heart like no one else. Mm -hmm. So Jesus had the perspective of the father. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways. And so in that, Jesus knew a lot of things about a lot of people that would cause a normal man so much hurt. The, The arrogance of man, the pride of man, the, 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 the evil that he would see the the murderous acts, the rape, the you gotta think this is a culture where you know men just would have their way with women, mm-hmm. you know masters would just beat their slaves just because they wanted you know that that that's what you did yeah you know what I mean this is a culture where men and women were 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 having orgies before a temple, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it's now Jesus is coming on the scene of this. And he is looking around like, God, this is what you've brought me to save. <laughs> like, like, God, this, this, this is your beautiful creation. Look, look, look at what they're doing mm-hmm. with, with who you created them to be. Mm-hmm. When you breathe life into Adam, when you breathe, when you gave him a helpmate in Eve, Look at how far it's been twisted of now how men treat their women where once Adam and Eve were called to subdue the earth and to multiply and to make it beautiful and to build things from the rawness and the resources of the earth. And now Jesus is coming on the scene, uh, understanding fully the picture that God has for the earth, but seeing a a picture that's totally different. And he says, the only way that that's redeemed if I go through this and love these people. That's crazy. That's so good. That's so good. It's a difference of, of Jonah where he saw the destruction and wanted them to just burn. Burn. Compared Correct. Compared to Jesus whose his heart was broken mm-hmm. 
for every day. That's crazy. That every is, day. That is that's so good. Yeah, and he's and 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 he said, but they're worth it. Yeah, <laughs> bro, come on. That is like, so good. It's crazy, and so like it that that alone. What was it about Jesus that thought we were worth it mm-hmm. in the midst of that? That's insane. That's, so, somebody yeah. doubts me. Somebody tells me I can't do something. Somebody tells me <laughs> something. I am instantly like, yeah, there's something uprising. Okay, I'm going to show you. It's <laughs> pride can come in there, whatever. Yeah. Like, Think about how many people doubted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Him fully being God and doubted him, and him on a daily basis probably had to deal with people that doubted him. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of him doing miracles. Mm-hmm. After he does a miracle, they just want to point out he shouldn't have healed them on the Sabbath. <laughs> no matter what he did, there was always a reason of d- just to explain his messiahness away. Yeah. Like, he can't be the messiah because he needs to look like XYZ. Right. And XYZ was discredits to him. Mm-hmm. You can't be the messiah because you don't look like a king. You can't be the messiah. You come from a carpenter. What do you mean? You come from Nazareth. JD, you come from Ravenna. You can't be a good <laughs> pastor in Oregon. Mm. Jay, you, what? Look at all them white people in your church. You a black pastor? What do you think you gonna can do with that? Yeah. Like, say that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. but G, this is what Jesus was enduring every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what? So what was it? It was the secret place. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no other way. There's no other means in which you can find the strength to get right. through life. And the calling that Jesus had was to redeem that world. Yes, sir. And think that you can do that based off of your own carnality and your your carnal ways, which right. all carnal ways aren't bad. Working out isn't bad. It can it can be a carnal thing, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It make you feel better. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's not God the Father who you connect with. Right. Eating well is is good for you, but it's not God the Father. Eating well not going to get you uh, help you to overcome the naysayers of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Finding the perfect wife is not going to help you overcome. Finding the best friend group is not going to do that. There's only one place you can find the strength that you need to overcome and to live out your purpose. And Jesus was the standard example of that. And it was going to the secret place. Mm-hmm. And um, in Luke 5, 15, it said, yet news about him spread all the more. This is after Jesus was doing miracles. So the crowds of the people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of Jesus doing these miracles, it says that Jesus often, remember Luke is the detail guy. He's writing about the details and the nuances, you know, of all the things that, you know, Jesus did. And it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And so like, I I mean, that alone shows you the lifestyle and what Jesus, he oftentimes, there was a regular practice for him to go to the secret place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Psalms 91 says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. And Jesus, Jesus literally lived this lifestyle. He abided in God in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah. And so like, and then Jesus even says, um, you know, in, in Matthew chapter six, it says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. This is what Jesus is saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, he's showing you a picture. He's showing you. And I, I in, um, in the Bible project, it also talks, it, it talks about a lot about like shapes and about like how the Bible speaks in like certain shapes and like, 
Jesus right now, I believe, was is giving like a shape of how you should posture your life. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not saying that you have to go into a room and close the door. Right. But I think it's like you go into your office and close the door and get alone. You go to that place, into that place of isolation, into that place of the, the a place that someone would call a lonely place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just you and God. Yeah. But that's when it, that's when Satan comes in, though, mm-hmm. because he does. He does. He wants you to think that the lonely place is for you and the thoughts that overwhelm you. Mm. Satan thinks and wants you to no. Satan doesn't think. Satan wants you to think that the lonely place, the place where you feel, are the are the place that you're isolated. He says no. He's saying you are isolated. Nobody loves you. Mm. No one cares. You don't have a purpose. Wow. Look at how they doubt you. God doesn't have a will for your life. Yeah. If He had a will for your life, why would He allow X Y Z to happen? Mm-hmm. All this is happening in the same place that Jesus told you to go to to connect with the Father. <coughs> But Satan tries to twist it and say that this is, no, this is actually a lonely place. Like, God's not here. Yeah. And I think it's the biggest trick of the enemy to turn something that God wants for our good, for him to say, now is the time for you to self-reflect of all the mistakes that you've ever made in your life, and you should just feel condemned about it. Yeah. And that's not what it is. Jesus says, go into this room. And seek after your father who's in secret. Mm-hmm. And and um, go ahead. You got a cough. Go ahead, cough. Luke. No, it's not a cough. I, okay. <laughs> you about to cry? <laughs> no. You need to go to the secret place. <laughs> I guess my question for you is: Do you think that all of those thoughts and all those things come rushing in in that time because we have gotten to a point where we fill our schedule so much that we don't have the proper time to? really heal from the mistakes or mourn from the mistakes you know what i mean like if we don't do the proper things out here mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to have the time in here or we 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 can but it's going to be harder to fight through all of those thoughts because that is our only time of slowing down you know what mm-hmm. i mean does that make sense a little Am bit explain that well yeah yeah, yeah. like I'm, if go ahead. if we aren't taking the time to reflect and understand ourselves and the decisions that we make to really know um, who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to that time of aloneness, mm-hmm. that is when we are pretty much forced to deal with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't leave a space for us to have what God has for us or yeah. partake in what God has for us. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. It ma- that makes a lot of sense. And, 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 and I think it, it all goes hand in hand because I don't think you truly know who you are until God's revealed who to revealed who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people, and that goes for the good and the bad. God will reveal to you why you've developed these bad practices in your life because of something that happened to you in your childhood. Mm -hmm. Why do I think this way? Why, why every time when this person gives me a compliment, I just want to reject it? Why every time that somebody talks about this time that I start to feel a pit in my stomach? Why every time when this person touches me in this way that I feel, you know, X, Y, Z? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we just go about our life and we never really think about why I am the way I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy part about it is we say, why am I the way that I am? Why am I the way that I am? 
and and it, and it's almost like there isn't there isn't information enough for us to understand who we are. But then God, when he says, when somebody asks him, who are you? He says, I am that I am. So in one instance, I'm, I don't understand why I am that I am. And it's like barely any information for me to be able to grasp onto. But Jesus is saying, there's so much information that I can give to you about who I am. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so many things that I could pour out to you. Right. I just have to tell you that I am that I am. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Yeah. And I feel like since God is that, since he he's he's our creator, he is the person who puts breath into our lungs. He sustains us even when we don't know it. The way that he created us, he's the the master engineer. He knows everything of why you are the way that you are. Right. He knows every season of your life. He knows every single uh, hair on your body. He knows he takes notice of everything. The mm-hmm. Bible tells us that Jesus takes, if he takes notice of the sparrow that every sparrow that touches the ground, how much more do you think he, that he knows you? Mm-hmm. That's and, scary for people. Oh, that's, that's very scary. And I think that self-reflection is scary. Yeah. It, flat out. Yeah. Because you have to, you have to come face to face with all of your life decisions. Mm-hmm. So you think, and a lot of times that feels very isolating. A lot of times that feels very like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have, it's easier for me to ignore my problems and to keep going about life than me to already put on more worry about who I am by actually dissecting why I am the way that I am. Mm -hmm. Because we think that it's just going to be an end road of just like, well, there's no solution. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because life has shown us that there's that I keep making mistake after mistake after mistake. And it almost seems like there's no solution to the mistakes that I make. But I would say I would think that that would show you that life isn't about being perfect. It's about going to the person who is the perfecter. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus understood this full well. If you don't think Jesus went through temptation, like actually had to go through temptation. Yeah. Like you're. You're insane because mm-hmm. the Bible says that he was in t- temptation is a is a you ever been tempted before? What yep. did that make you feel like you had to get through it? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And so like Jesus had to get, felt those same things. But because he would go to the secret place, because he would go to the great I am that I am, mm-hmm. because he would go and to, it would allow himself to be filled by that. Like he allowed himself to go through that process of what does it look like for me to go to my father in secret? Mm-hmm. Jesus gave us that standard. He says, because I got to do it. Right. We all, so he's saying, you got to do it too. Or because you're running your life and you're doing so much kind of like what you're saying. Like people don't spend time alone. They don't spend time actually reflecting on why the way that they are. Yeah. And a lot of times they're definitely not going to reflect and then think that somebody's going to tell them who they are because that almost seems offensive. Like, yeah. Because now I got to live up to what you say about me other than what I say about myself. And I felt myself and I felt so many wow. people. I don't want to come look at you because I feel like all I'm going to do is fail you. Wow. But God's like, it's okay, though, because I sent my son because I knew you were going to fail me. Yeah. Yeah. So don't even <laughs> that, that don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, just come to me. Right. And I and and, and I'll show you step by my, the 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 psalm says, uh, may the word be a lamp unto my feet. Right. A light unto my path. There's a song, the light unto my path is he. And so like the lamp is not is not this like huge you know, spotlight that has the path 
all the way figured out so you can see everything in front of you. It mm-hmm. says the the word of God and God is like a lamp just unto your feet. Mm-hmm. That means right in front of you. Yeah. So you just got to be, you just got, he's right in front of you. It's, he's not, he doesn't need to give you 10 years. He doesn't need to give you 20 years from now. He doesn't need to even give you two weeks from now. He said, come to me today and receive your daily bread of what you need today. Yeah. In the secret place. And I got you. But that's when I got to the point of like, okay, but what does that, what does that practice look like? Right. You know what I mean? What does it look like for us to actually be in the secret place? I hear you pastor, but like, what do you got to do? Well, Mm -hmm. and then I broke it down. I saw, I said, I think the first thing you have to do is understand solitude, the state or situation of being alone. So I know that there's, I, I know that the moment that I said like being alone, there's a lot of moms, you know, that's like, I got kids that are crying all the time. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't have a moment to myself. I don't have that time where I feel like I can go close the door and shut it because the moment that I close the door and shut it, there's a child that's busting through the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't have that space. And I'll and to you, I say I say, God is good and God is understanding. And when He says solitude, solitude it can even be the state of allowing yourself to come to a moment of peace and mm. and looking to God in the midst of maybe while you're in the house and maybe it's like while you're vacuuming and the kids at and, and the kids napping or while you're doing something and it's that moment of solitude where you are alone with you and what some would say your thoughts but I would like to say whether with you and your thoughts I say it's with you and God mm-hmm. and you're posturing your mind you know what I mean? To, yeah. Towards him. Right. And when I say your mind, I'm not talking about your brain. I'm talking about what the Bible says. The mind and heart are interchangeable. I'm talking about posturing your heart towards him. Like in this moment, God, I'm just willing, uh, like Samuel, like, uh, like Eli told Samuel, he said, the next time that God comes to you, since you're confused, he said, just say, speak now for your servant is listening. Yeah. And I think there's a way that we can posture ourselves and say, speak now for your servant. For sure. Is listening. There's another word, that servant part. You know, the kingdom is about being a servant. Coming into the kingdom culture, you have to understand that you want to come and look to God. So when it comes to the secret place, come as a servant and say, I'm willing to listen, not just willing to speak. Hmm. I'm willing to listen. And that's hard. That is hard. It's extremely hard. People don't like silence. They don't, which was my next point. Practicing, practice quieting ourselves. And this takes time. Like, people think you should just be able to go into the secret place or find this moment of solitude and like you are just able to, mm-hmm. okay. You know, I, I feel convicted. I feel like I do need to go and have a better prayer life. I do need to have a better secret place opportunity or my war room. You know, remember that movie yeah. opportunity. And it's just like, they think, uh, well, I, sh- I can't say that they think, I think for my own personal experience, I thought the moment that I got down on my knees, I would be able to talk to God and to receive from him. And it's mm-hmm. not like that. The first 15 minutes is me just rambling in my head mm-hmm. about all of the woes of life. And no matter how hard I'm trying to quiet myself, no matter how hard I'm trying to quiet myself, it seems like it's thought after thought after thought. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that showed me that I need to practice silence. Hmm. I need to practice being quiet. So that way I'm learning how to quiet my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading the book. Um, that Bob Sorge wrote. It's called The Secrets of the Secret Place. And one of the practical steps that he gave for this was for us to write on a notebook. Um, when something comes to your mind that you find yourself worrying about, he said, just write it on, just write it on a piece of paper. Just write it down. 
and then come back to it after this time, after this 15 minutes, after this 20 minutes, how, you know, however much time that you're given right. to this moment of solitude. And, um, yeah, I think you have to practice silence. Um, and then the next thing, um, is just learning to listen. Um, you have to learn, you have to learn to listen, right? Learn to listen, listen to learn. Mm hmm. Right. That's what our teachers used to tell me in elementary school. You know, what I mean, learn to listen, listen to learn. Wow. And in both of those instances, it's about me having to receive somebody for in order for me to learn, learn to listen. I have to be being taught for me to be being taught. I have to receive what a teacher says. Mm-hmm. This is why reading our word is so important. This is why this is why having um, good character mentors are people that we can either glean from. This is outside of this. I'm saying even outside of the secret place. This is stuff that you do to edify your spirit with information that is good for your body, your soul, and your spirit, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is where reading your word comes into play. This is where listening to maybe a favorite pastor of yours that you feel as though speaks to uh, the word, um, and, and what it says and its truths and filling your mind or filling your heart, filling your spirit with this information. So that way you're not trying to conjure up what you think are trying to manipulate what God says, you know, through his word, this is a characteristic of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm listening for him, you know, and because I'm learning things about him through reading his word and I'm learning things through good men- mentorship um, and him, I'm able because of that learning of him, I'm able to listen better. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like a desire thing. Yeah. Once you get a taste, you want more. Jesus said it like this. My sheep know my voice. Yeah. I am the good shepherd. And so there are practices that, you know, that sheep, sheep, they say are some of the dumbest animals. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, but one thing they know is the shepherd's voice. Yeah. And so it's not about how smart they are. It's about how close they are to the shepherd mm-hmm. and being able to hear him. And I think the secret place is really that example of how close are we to the shepherd and being able to hear him. Because yeah. as we all know, we make dumb mistakes all the time. There's sometimes I'm punching the water in the shower because of decisions that I make. I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> that was so stupid. Like Chelsea would just catch me like saying Chelsea would just catch me saying something to myself. She's like, "What? Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "My stupid self." <laughs> She's like, "Shut up." She's like, "There you go. See, I knew it. You hate me." <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but it's just like we all have those moments where we know like we can be idiots yeah, at times, yeah. you know. Those are the worst moments, bro. You just get embarrassed for <sighs> yeah. like everything that yeah, you've done. Yeah, you just are embarrassed, yeah. you know. <laughs> Going back on Facebook posts that you used to write, like, oh, my gosh. oh yeah. I, I deleted my Facebook for part of that reason. I'm like, this is just so cringy. Yeah. Yeah, but any, but God remembers all that stuff. He says, I still want you to come and visit yeah, me. Yeah, he's got the grace. Yeah, he's got the grace. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like. Oh, gosh, I hate my old Facebook posts. Sorry. Yeah. Give us an example of one. Oh, I don't want to. Just do it. <clears throat> there was one that it was, uh, anybody have some tape? Because I'm ripped. <laughs> I legit posted that on my Facebook. My friend, uh, oh gosh, I remember, 
my my friend was talking to was wanting to talk to a girl who her last name was Fish, and um, she uh, and I was trying to put in a good word for him, and um, she's like, "Well, I'm currently dating someone." I said, "Oh, that's okay because there's plenty more fish in the sea." <laughs> I was just like, I looked back and I read that, and I was just like, "Oh no, <laughs> what was I saying? Like, why did I say that?" Yeah, it's just so cringy. Um, yeah, there was just so many just terrible. But anyways, but yeah, the Lord knows all of those cringy moments. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, but um, one of the things that uh, Bob Sorky also said in his book, uh, Secrets of the secret place. He says, uh, when, when I speak, there's minimal change, but when God speaks, he creates universes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That was like, that. that's all he had to say. Right. Like at the end of the day, like when God speaks, it's, it's, it's world changing, world changing. Yeah. World making like culture changing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's where it's intertwined because I think God does call us to be ambassadors for the kingdom in yeah. the culture that He has designed us to be in. Yeah, because the kingdom culture is divine is 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 designed to be able to to win a culture, mm-hmm. to colonize a culture. I know that's a probably a, an aggressive word, but like. The light overcomes the darkness. We got to be aggressive if it's going to happen. Well, the the kingdom of uh, what does it say? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there is an understanding of, w- yeah. I love how you just like mumbled that whole verse. The kingdom, <laughs> yeah, the kingdom, the kingdom, of, of, the kingdom, the kingdom <laughs> of heaven suffers violence. And um, I did realize I mumbled that too. Cause I was trying to, it was like, I was trying to remember the verse, but I couldn't remember. Is that the way that it goes? Yeah, but anyways, so mumbled it and then finished. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Suffer violence. Um, <laughs> I forget. What was I talking about? Why did that thought ha- happen? Squirrel um, moment. I don't remember either. Well, yeah. Anyways, we, we got talking about, uh, Oh, Jesus creates universes. Yeah, the culture. Yep, yeah. 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 Culture, 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 culture. We it's so important that we learn to listen to God and not just try to speak to him is because God wants to influence us and to have us be true influencers. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls us ambassadors. We're an ambassador. We are we are on this earth to represent the kingdom of God. Yeah. We are here to represent our nation state. Yeah. You know. Um and so with that we it's not about what we say and how we want our agenda and our wants and will to shape our life it's about what is the kingdom agenda Mm -hmm. and to get the kingdom of agenda you have to find a place where you can be able to hear from god which in this point it's solitude right to find yourself to be silent so that you can hear Mm -hmm. silencing yourself is pretty much what i would say removing your agenda from things removing a lot of those a a lot of those things doesn't mean that you can't have thoughts doesn't mean that you can't bring things to god which we'll get to that in a moment but first and foremost, we solitude, silence, and listening to what God has to say. Yeah. Because what he has to say is incredibly important for how he wants to shape the world. Right. And he wants to shape it through us. So if we as a church want to have a good culture, and we want to shape the church, our church culture, yeah, we have to learn to get along with the Lord and be able to listen to what he's saying. Yeah. I think it's also not, not just 
<clears throat> um, like the 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 what like to change the world. I think it's also about the how. He gives you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes if people they they see the what they see that you know we need to bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. But then they it's the how they're not listening for that, and mm-hmm. then they go and do all of this stuff where they're you know wow. cussing at this person for not repenting in the middle yeah. of a grocery store <laughs> accuser of the brethren <laughs> oh gosh yeah, um and, and but I, th- I think that that we we see a lot of that and i think that the church has gotten um just like a brand um from the world of just being these people that are super hurtful and judgmental because the way that they're going about it they're not listening mm-hmm. on how they're doing it and, and how God says to do it. Exactly, exactly. It's We have to bring first century principles into mm-hmm. the 21st century ministry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like going back to what was going on back then of how do you really love someone mm-hmm. and showing them, bringing heaven to earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we have to be able to bring ourselves to a point where we are communing with God, who is love, to be able to actually love people. Yeah. Yeah. And when you... And I think one thing I didn't talk about yesterday is when when you feel as though God hasn't spoke, what has he already said? Wow. What's he already said? Yeah. And his his, his Bible his the Bible gives so much instruction. Mm-hmm. It gives so much instruction. You know what I mean? And yes, God God can speak to us and give us fresh revelation of something, but his word it's, it's him. The word was made flesh. So the word was made flesh. That was Jesus who's the standard. But let's not forget about the Bible that we have. Yeah. You know? And so what is he already, when we feel as though God isn't speaking and we felt like we had a secret place moment to where there was no earth-shattering God revelation, that is not the time to be discouraged. That is the time to build upon what God has already said. Mm-hmm. God has already said to love him and to love our neighbor. God has already said through his word to live peaceably, to live peaceably and to not live lives that are, that are inter that are, that are interruptive. Mm -hmm. Fight for the unity, fight for unity. You know what I mean? In Romans, in Romans 14, he says, do not quarrel about justifiable disputes. Mm -hmm. Don't quarrel about them. But let God be the judge. Yeah. If you find a brother who's weaker than you, now is not the time for you to strong arm him into the will of what you want. He said, allow God to deal with him, but to, to learn to love him. Yeah. Bring gentle correction mm-hmm. or no correction at all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just like in the secret place and when you're listening and you don't hear from him. If you read his his word, still gives instruction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and it's not like God doesn't want to. And I believe that the Holy Spirit even still gives you revelation as you as you as you read. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like when Bill Johnson Johnson says that the Bible is the only book you read when the author shows up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like it's like the Holy Spirit's right there to help you even in that moment. Yeah, which which is. Which is awesome, you know. What I mean that that that's, but I think in the secret place, I I I truly believe there is a place of where you can seek where God is speaking to you, though, yeah. giving you a fresh revelation. For it's sure. not you, you know, listening to worship music or reading your word. It's just you sitting in solitude and sitting in silence, mm-hmm. being willing to receive what God may, what God wants to say. Yeah, you know, that's so good. Yeah. 
And so then from there, so solitude, silence, listening. Um, and then the last one was prayer and the secret place prayer. This is when I think that it's like where Jesus at the beginning, he was saying like, this is, well, this is his exact words I'll say it. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases. You know, don't 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 go into the secret place. Just saying all types of stuff. Right. As the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Mm-hmm. For them eloquent eloquent eloquently speaking. I can't even say eloquently. That's how eloquent, eloquent you they, are. That's right. <laughs> um you know, he's like, you don't have to you don't we go into it like I'm a conv- I'm I'm going to uh, impress God with what I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> like and that's just like, yeah, you did you did enter into the secret place, kind of stupid. <laughs> Let me go ahead and impress God with what I have to say and right. impress all these people with what at my prayer life of how I pray. Yeah, no, he didn't. That's not uh, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. But still, there is this pursuit. Yeah. So I think that I feel like even in this, Jesus is saying, like, it's really not about what you want Mm -hmm. because God already knows what you want. Mm -hmm. It's just being able to receive what he has Mm -hmm. for you, what you need, what you need. And also giving reverence. Yeah. Also seeking intimacy. Yeah. I think the very aspect that you say that I'm going to set aside time for you, God, is a sign of intimacy. Yeah. You're worth it to me for me to set aside time for you. Yeah. Because God is not just this deity that's in the sky. He's a person. Yeah. Yeah, one of our young adults yesterday asked me about that verse, and he was like, so, like, when I'm when I'm praying, is it just, like, saying, God, help me? Is that, like, if I give more, is that, like, unnecessary, or is that just, like, putting putting too much in? Is that me trying too hard? And I, I mean, what, what my response was is that, you know, the, the same way that you would vent to me, God wants you to vent to him. Because he is, he's our father. He's mm-hmm. where we get our comfort. Mm-hmm. And so like your realness to him, mm-hmm. he loves, he mm-hmm. like, he wants you to be able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so like, if, if, if you just go in and say, help me, yeah. then there's not necessarily a level of relationship that's there. It's just going to him for the need mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, he'll still honor that because you are going to seek him in the, the secret place and he mm-hmm. who sees in secret. But there is like a level of intimacy that is there when you actually enter into a conversation. Yeah. Which is like the conversation with God, I feel like is very hard because it takes all of those aspects that you just listed Mm -hmm. in order to actually have a conversation with God. You can't, you know, have a conversation Mm -hmm. with God and fill it with, you know, a bunch of noise. Well, correct. And we got to understand a lot of the what we read in the Bible, like when we read the book of Job mm-hmm. or when we read the Psalms, those were conversations with God. Yeah. That was that was Job venting. Mm-hmm. That was David venting. Yeah. I wish you would just crush my enemies. <laughs> I wish you would crush them. Yeah, I, I, I'm surrounded on every front. I, yet, yet, I still have all of these burdens, all these problems on Yet, But yet, will I trust you? Yet, will I praise you? Yeah. You know what I mean? But you see his heart posture change within him communing with God. Correct. It's and, testimony. And, yeah. And so you got to think, like, David David in his secret places, like, was a skilled musician, it says. So he's just in this space communing with the Lord and mm-hmm. speaking to him, inventing to him. And, P- and he would sing these songs. This was just a one-off. Like, they, these were such 
prominent songs are probably songs that they let. Oh, we got to write that down. Right. Like whose memory? <laughs> like their memory was crazy. Crazy. I don't know how that works. Maybe some maybe some Bible scholar can kind of help me that I haven't like I haven't dove into any of that stuff of like how they're able to do all that. Memorize but, the whole Old Testament. Yeah. Or transcribe <laughs> and like, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So when when we pray. Jesus says, you, you know, don't be like the Gentiles. We are saying a whole bunch of stuff. And is it about me and not make it about like all these things and heaping up these requests to God and asking, asking, asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I really believe that that first part is that we should have more of a habit of looking to go to a secret place to receive from God uh, other than giving him request. I think there's a mm-hmm. difference between those two wow. things. But I do think that there's times that we can give let your request be made known yeah. to God. You know what I mean? And um uh it's is what what does it say in uh even in Philippians uh four? It says grant your request to God through prayer and thanksgiving or through prayer and thanksgiving. Uh, it's it's Philippians like four six. I can't remember. I gotta do better with my memorization of scripture. But it's like it's pretty much talking about thanksgiving and you know that we can grant our request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds towards Christ. Um but uh yeah, but when we pray, like what I was saying earlier, there's these there's, there's a structure that Jesus said that we should have. There's a form in which your prayer life should look like when you are talking to God. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, I was thinking about that, and that's like offensive to people. That I, f- I feel as though it could be. Because it could be like, I'd be like, if Jesus was telling you like, hey, I know you're praying to God, but, but when you pray, pray like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That would be like me coming up to you like, Luke, after you prayed, I'd be like, Luke, I understand you pray. Yeah, I understand you pray, but pray like this. Mm-hmm. God, that God is your father and he does love you. Mm-hmm. But there is a structure in which you can pray. And if Jesus is the standard in the example, mm-hmm. I would look to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that we don't have freedom. And some people may, may be listening to me, so can I not just talk to God? Absolutely, you can talk to God. Mm-hmm. But but I think what when we look at the Lord's prayer, I think we have to look at what actually he is saying mm-hmm. and i feel like this is the posture in which we should come when we pray to god mm-hmm. our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name you know what i mean yeah. I, I didn't know what hallowed mean for a lot of my life but it just means reverence yeah to have reverence yeah you know and your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so i believe that that's kind of straightforward you know your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is is you saying like God? It's not about my agenda. Mm-hmm. It's not about what JD wants. It's not about what situations in my life and my ambitions are leading me to do. Which I know you can partner with those things, yeah. and that you can do great things with the giftings that you've given me. But that shouldn't be the first and foremost thing that I, I look to. Yeah. The first and foremost thing that I need to look at is what is the kingdom agenda, not mm-hmm. my agenda. For sure. You know, and then uh, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. You know what I mean? So give me what I need for today. I kind of talked about that earlier. It's not always about trying like, Lord, I need to know the, the five-year plan in order for me to live comfortably in life where he's just saying like, no, I, I, I tr- I'm trusting you today. T- today, Lord, give me this day. And it's not even a question. He's telling God, give me this day the daily bread. 
Jesus knew the posture, his posture and confidence, knowing that God the Father wanted to give to him. So it wasn't it wasn't like God will you give me the daily bread. It's like give me this day the daily bread. Yeah, I'm 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 re- I'm willing to receive it. Here I am. Yeah, you know what I mean. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. You know what I mean. So it's not God will you forgive me? No, Lord, forgive me as I look back on what has happened. Forgive me. Right. And and with that. I'm going to learn to forgive other people too. We need to stop asking ourselves the question, can I forgive? God God built me to be able to forgive. The moment that I came into Christ, he gave me the capability mm. to be able to forgive. So I don't have to ask, Lord, help me to <laughs> forgive. I know that you said yeah. that I can forgive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all it's all it's it's audacious. It's 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 faith filled, but it's just like, but this is what Jesus is telling us to be like. This right. is the posture, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then He's saying, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's there's no question in that either. Yeah, I'm going to be tempted. Deliver me from it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It ain't, Lord, please deliver me. No, Lord, where are you at? As I'm in this temptation. Come on. Where you at? Where where's my door? Mm-hmm. If you say that there, that there's always a way out mm-hmm. of temptation, I'm looking for the door. I'm not looking for the excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Deliver me from temptation. Yeah. That that ain't no question like, okay, I'm being tempted right now where I need to go. Yeah. And I need to make the choice to follow that. Right. Man. It's it's your choice, right? Legit. And then but deliver us from evil. We we evil is inevitable. Mhm. I said this on Sunday. Not necessarily that darkness was evil, but we kind of understand that the darkness oftentimes alludes to the world, right? right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, when Jesus said, let there be light, it goes to show that he didn't say, he didn't need to say, let there be darkness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had to be intentional to say, let there be light. Yeah. And so that lets me know that the very essence of light is intentional. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus says that we're the light of the world, we have to be intentional with the way that we live our life. It's That's not good. it's not something it's easy for us to live like the world. Yeah. It's easy for us to be overcome by evil because we are born into sin and shaping in iniquity. I don't have to try to teach Baylor to be bad or right. to fall short or to sin. We're born into that. Yeah. You know, I the kids when they deceive you and they steal a piece of candy but they don't tell you the truth. I had my little cousin when she came up here one time. She took a piece of candy, and I was like, "Where'd you get that?" She's like, ah, "We got it from the store." I'm like, "You didn't get that from the store. You got that from the kids' place." Tell the <laughs> truth. She wasn't gonna tell the truth for the life of her, though. Like, where'd she get that from? And I told her she wouldn't even get in trouble, right? But like, we don't, we don't, you know, it, evil is something that we can always do. When our body, our carnality, our flesh, evil has to be overcome with something mm-hmm. evil is overcome with the intentionality of who God has called us to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so when Jesus says, but deliver us from evil, it's, this is a partnership thing. Deliver us from evil. Like I know that you have given me the capability to be delivered from evil. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Lord, if you can't deliver me from this evil, Lord, if you can't deliver me from this darkness, no, Jesus, God actually says, I'm going to call you into the darkness and be a light. Yeah. So oftentimes de- you being delivered from evil is you doing what God told you to do in the right. midst of an evil place. Right. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so, like, this is what happens when we come into the secret place and we pray these type of prayers. There is a, a mind shift and a posture shift and a heart shift to where I now have the confidence to know because what I have received from God to know that I can live on this earth and overcome. Mm-hmm. To overcome. Overcome what? The pride of life, the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. the lust of the eyes. That's what he's talking about, I believe, in First John, right? Yeah. If he said he's looking for those who are going to overcome, overcome the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, what I see, what I feel with my emotions and all that, the pride of life and ambitions and all those things. Right. He says he's looking for people to overcome that. You don't, you don't overcome those things without being intentional. Right. And you don't overcome those things without being intentional about hearing from God the Father who, who is our king yeah. in this kingdom that we live in. Mm-hmm. In culture that we live in that we want to see change, when we want to see people are more love, it doesn't change by us just going to church every Sunday mm-hmm. and just, hey, I want, you to, I want you to come to church so you can hear what the pastor says. But if you don't understand it within that two hours, just come back next week. Yeah. No, that's, that doesn't change culture. Culture changes when the believers get into the secret place every day. Get their and lamps they, filled. Yeah, they get their lamps filled, and then they go out and they pour out to their coworkers. Yeah. And they pour out on the people at the coffee shop. Yeah. And they go to, you know, and speak with the high school students. Or they speak to the friend who's been caught in adultery. Or they speak to the the friends who are going through a divorce. Or they speak to the person. Not not in this posture of, like, I don't know what to say. But God has put something inside of me to be a light in your life. Yeah. Not this self-conscious, I'm a nobody. I don't have any purpose. I don't have any will, but no, I, God, God said this about me to this morning. He said it mm-hmm. just a few moments ago when I was praying to him, he right. said that. So now because I have that confidence to say this to now, I have this confidence to live, not arrogance, but confidence in who I am. Yeah. I'm coming to you as a light. I love it. That's what Jesus did. And I'm done. No, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really good. That's like, you know, you can't, you can't, expect your Sunday morning teaching and your Wednesday night Bible study to get you through the week. Mm-mm. That's not your, like that's sustenance, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to be able to get you what you need on a day. I feel like that's basis. part of that learning. That's a part of what can help you. Um, that's some of that information I was talking to you about earlier. Like going to church, I'm not, obviously it's not bad. Going to Bible study is obviously not bad. Yeah. But it does not replace the seek the secret place or the intimacy that you need to have mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. It just you can't you can't live a life that's to its fullest potential without God, right? Without intimacy with Him, right? And intimacy looks like something, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like the Bible illustrated with these verses that I said. Amen. We don't need to keep guessing. You know what I mean? Come on, go in your room, close the door, and pray. Go in the room, be quiet, and listen. Fire. Fire. As practical as you can get. Yeah. Well, speaking about, uh, you know, being exhausted and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm sure people would love to hear how the family's doing with you being a new dad. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about it a little bit okay. before we end. Okay, cool. Perfect. How's Chelsea doing? Chelsea is not, uh, is an amazing mother. And, I and the, yeah, she just is such a good mom. Mm-hmm. And so... Our life is like, I really feel like I could have three more kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you're real. doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Chelsea <laughs> would not say the same. And I always say, I don't know if that's a reflection that I'm not doing enough. Because Chelsea would probably be like, don't you even talk about another child. You know what I mean? Because she bears the brunt. She's breastfeeding, and she's I don't have to give bottles in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. She wakes me up from time to time um, in the middle of the night to burp the babies, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like a zombie at that point in time. Right. You hate it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, my eyes, my flesh wakes up before my spirit does sometimes. Um, and it's just I've like sometimes, you know, the flesh responds before your spirit can catch those words that, you know, you shouldn't have said, you know, <laughs> it's just like, well, can can you change the diaper while I'm patting this baby's back? For those who don't know, we have twins and it's just like, yeah, changing two twins diapers in the middle of the night at, you know, 427 or 315. It's just like, I wish I wasn't doing this right now. Right. <laughs> But I'm called to be a servant. <laughs> but uh, but the community we have, man, and the people that surround Chelsea and I's life. Um, when I say like I could have three more kids, I really mean it because I feel like our church. I'm just so thankful for our church family. I'm so thankful for my in laws. I'm thankful for my mom. Um, when they say it takes a village. Um, I believe it really does take a village. I think yeah. this is why people had so many kids back in the day because they knew like. Well, it's on all of us. You know right, what I mean? We're going right. to have, um, I'm I'm birthing farmhands. I'm birthing, you know, people that are building something. Right. And I know that sounds funny, but, like, I feel like it's the same now. Like, we're, we're, we are building, we are birthing within this church and, you know, the next generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? People that are going to continue to build the kingdom of right. God, you know, or I should say expand the kingdom of God. Um, And I believe because of, our, my church family and friends and that like I don't I don't stress or worry about like my children being okay you know and yeah. and I can say I'm blessed to have that perspective because many don't right there's many people out there who who don't know what they're going to do because they're having a child and they're not married and they're young and you know or they're having a child and they're old and they weren't expecting for to have kids at this age and their other ones are uh, you know what I mean but yeah. right now I'm in that spot I'm 33 years old um I have a wonderful wife I have a wonderful community of people brothers and sisters who truly love Chelsea and I and mentors that really pour into us and um um life is not easy but uh, having the right people around you uh, allows you to feel as though you're living the life of purpose and f- being fulfilled in what you know God calls you to do. So, I love it. Yeah, so we're well, good. We're grateful that you guys are the pastors of our church and that you guys have a beautiful family. Oh, thank we you, celebrate man. with you guys for what you're building. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. How are you and Ray? We're good. We're good. You yeah. know. Um, we're living life, kind of <laughs> just charging forward, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're adjusting for the season that we're in right now. Um, living in an apartment is cool, but I also hate the idea of renting. Yeah. You know, as most people probably do. Yeah. Um. So we're just, you know, we're we're figuring out. We're figuring out what 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 we need to do in order to be able to buy land. Uh or not land, but like just buy a place so mm-hmm. that, that we can call our own. We can make our own. We can start building uh, a family and, and committed to uh, a place, an area and wanting to strive to see the area grow. 
Make um, Oregon great. Make Oregon great. Let's um, go. <laughs> uh, so so we're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, Rayana is is nannying, mm-hmm. um, and she's she's taking care of some kiddos. She's as well as mine. As well as yours. She's um, great. And that's that's her passion, man. She oh, loves yeah. it. Um, so she's she's doing well. Um, I, I'm grateful for for the gift of a wife that I have. Um, and yeah, we're good. We're good. We're perfect, man. <laughs> well, we're going to pray for that as we come to a close, that the Lord opens up uh, doors for you in that, in, the, in his timing. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want I want you to be able to walk out of your house and have your cowboy boots on and say, <laughs> be like be like uh, Mufasa when he looked at Simba. You know, he says, "Look at this, all this can be yours, except for the hey, shadow." That would lands. be dope. <laughs> I would be I would love to have all that land that, <laughs> that Simba got from his dad. <laughs> Just don't go to the elephant graveyard. Right. Um, cool. <coughs> Do we need to be sick? No, I just okay. Yeah. I, hey, uh, since we're on prayer, if we need the help, we, <laughs> I don't know if you got Brian Kytus. Uh, <laughs> hey, nobody got time for that. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's pray. Yeah. All right, Lord, just so thankful, just so 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 thankful that um, your word just gives us instruction, um, specifically on uh, the secret place and, and searching, seeking you out in intimacy. Um, I pray that for those who listen to this, um, God, that that uh, that that they feel a form if they're not already uh, a form of conviction that leads them mm-hmm. to grow closer to you um, and that they can find that you are so loving, that you are so and in- you want to be so intentional with us and you you want us you want to shower us with. Uh, what you know who we are and and what we can do alongside of you and how you want to empower us to live a life um, just as Jesus did. And um, I believe that. I believe that there are going to be more and more people who are going into the secret place um, and more and more people who are going to seek you out. And I'm thankful for that. And I thank you that you have placed that uh, charge um, on our church. Um, God, for, uh, we pray right now for all those who are in going through, you know, through hardships, God, and that sometimes you, not about just removing those things, but Lord, how, how those hardships may be developed in them for something or whatever that may be, God. And we just ask that they know that you can be right there, right there alongside of them the whole time. And then whether it's me, uh, opening up my eyes, opening up Luke's eyes or some of the people who are listening to see how we can connect so that we may be your hands and feet. Uh, I ask that you make us aware of those situations. Uh, God, I pray over, uh, Luke and Ray. And um, as they're in their apartment, which I know that they are extremely thankful for, um, God, I just ask that and within this transition, as they're looking for um, a home, um, that you just bless them um, as they as they have been uh, serving you and serving you well. They want to have a home to invite people um, into their home to come and to commune as you communed, as Jesus communed with the disciples and um and how they would just encourage each other at the table. And, uh, God, I believe that this is a picture that Luke and Ray have for their home um, and for that space. So we just ask that you open up that door and that you are able to bless them in that. We thank you. 
We praise you. Oh, I got to pray for you. Hold up. Don't okay. yet. Okay, cool. Hey, Jesus, thank you for um, JD and Chelsea. Lord, I know I speak on behalf of the community that we are um, thankful for uh, just what you have given our church through JD and Chelsea. And Lord, I pray as that they are building their family, Father, that you just protect their family. I pray that you protect the minds of JD and Chelsea, protect their marriage, Lord. Uh, just wash their house in your blood, Father, and, and allow that to be a, a, a haven of your of your grace and your peace in that house, Lord, and that they can just uh, really just find you, Lord, and that they can, uh, as they build their family, that, Lord, that they build an army mm-hmm. of young girls who are, are powerhouses for you, yes, Father. Girl tribe, Lord, girl tribe. <laughs> Uh, Lord, that they can be flaming arrows uh, in the darkness of the world, Father, and that they just uh, they lead charges, Father. I pray that you uh, just pour an anointing in their house on their family, Father, that they can and will live lives that glorify and serve you. Lord, we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen.